Hi, this is Heidi from CastleCast and Down Below. And when I'm not watching my favorite TV shows, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce. everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is another fan from across the pond, as they say. Uh, Stephanie is joining me, where it's her afternoon and my morning. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. You? I am doing very well. Uh, I uh, totally spaced out last weekend that we were supposed to talk, and you were very kind and said, oh, we'll just do it next weekend. So thank you for that. <laughs> do you know what? I wasn't well either, so I was a little bit relieved about it. <laughs> that's that. That's good. I'm, I, I wish I could say that karmically I felt that. It's just I totally forgot to put you on my schedule. Um, <laughs> so uh, Google Calendar is my friend as far as keeping track of who I'm supposed to talk to. Um, so tell me, tell us a little about yourself. Um, well, I, I live in Sheffield in the UK, which I know you're a big Doctor Who fan. Yes, so I am. I live where, where the new Doctor lives, basically. So how cool is that? So literally the first episode of the new series was filmed like outside my mum's house. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so we were watching it, we were like, oh, I know where that is, I know where that is. Like, so, um, back, pretty cool. <laughs> back in the day when my wife and I, we moved to Dallas in 86, and uh, we would watch the Dallas TV show, and yeah. we'd go, oh, we know where that is. Oh, we know <laughs> where that is. So absolutely, I know that feeling. That's awesome. So, uh, what do you, th are you a Doctor Who fan? I've not really watched a lot of the the new series. I was at work a lot when it was on working yeah. shift, so I, I did miss a lot of it. But I love Bradley Walsh, who plays the new companion. Yes. He does a game show over here, and we're obsessed with that. We love a bit of Bradley Walsh in my house. Mm -hmm. So I do need I do need to catch up on it. But I try yeah. I try not to miss the Christmas specials. I do like the Christmas specials and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, for what it's worth. Bradley Welsh um, is truly, I mean, he's playing Graham in the new series, and I think he is brilliant. I, I have loved him. It, it just as a new, uh, you know, companion, he is amazing. And uh, there, he plays the, you know, uh, granddad of one of the other characters, and it, there, it's just he's. He's just wonderful in the series, so you you have a good one to love. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, um, so tell us a little more about yourself. Um, I'm mid twenties, twenty six. So I've been loving Bruce for as long as I can remember. Went Very to my first gig about twenty years ago this year. 
Very nice. Also, yeah, a childhood fan. Yeah, you went very early. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, I always like to start with, you know, the, the roots. So Stephanie, tell me about growing up. Uh, where did you grow up? And was your music, was your family listening to a lot of music? And if so, what kind? I grew up literally about 10 minutes outside of Sheffield, just in a little, a little village in between Sheffield and the Peak District. And music has always been a massive, massive thing in my family. Uh, my mum and dad love music, mainly Bruce, but they do love a bit of Brian Adams. My mum loves the Beach Boys. My dad loves the Who. So they've always quite heavily influenced mine. I've got an older brother, so they've always heavily influenced our music taste as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, growing up, you didn't have a choice but to listen to Bruce in my house, basically. Uh, which is that... not a bad thing. No, no, no. You're a second generation. Yeah. Uh, that is very cool. Did um, Now, did your brother... Um, how much older is he? He's four years older than me. Okay. Were he, was he an influence as well on you when you oh, grew definitely. up? Yeah. I, like my brother, I always think he's like the coolest person that I know, which I don't think I've ever actually told him that, but he'll know now. And okay. he's always been into like punk music mm-hmm. as well as, as well as Bruce and stuff. So he got me into The Clash, The Ramones, um, No Effects. Mm-hmm. I a little bit of pop punk growing up as well, so kind of like Blink One Eight Two, Western Jade, kind of like eased me into it. So uh, yeah, it's taken quite a big influence from him. Very good. Well, if he listens to this, he'll know you think he's cool. <laughs> um, what I find interesting, Stephanie, is this is a common theme with us that often people will share their siblings and either. If they're the older sibling, they were influenced, they influenced the younger siblings. Or if you were the younger sibling, you either were influenced by or you decided you wanted to set your own tone and kind of rebelled against what your older brother or sister were listening to. So I I think it's cool that you continue the pattern of not only was your parents, you know, an influence, but your older brother was. So very cool. How about when you started getting into what we here in America call high school and college? What? How about you? Were you? Did your musical taste change? Did you expand your horizons, or have you kind of stuck to your uh, what you love and stayed with it? Where I went to school, there wasn't really many people that were into a lot of the same music as me. I was quite lucky. There was a couple of girls in my class who. There was one girl, she's mad on punk music, so the Ramones are her favourite band. So we got on really well. She loves Green Day. But I was a little bit of an emo kid in high school, so I started to listen to like My Chemical Romance, Taking Back Sunday, quite quite different to what I'd grown up listening to. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people in my school listen to like Top 40 music. Sure. Which is, I I don't really ever listen to the radio, which is probably a bit of a bad thing, really. But I wasn't really into the same kind of thing as they were. Mm-hmm. But I was quite lucky. I had a little group of people. We were kind of a bit outcast at school. Okay. But but we liked what we liked. There was no one going to tell us otherwise. 
Uh, yeah, I, that makes sense. Did, um, so you, you talked about growing up listening to Bruce. Can you remember when you first, um, kind of decided you liked him or just that this was, it's like saying, you know, what kind of, you know, laundry detergent you guys use. It's just always <laughs> been there. Um, his music was just always on in the house and in the car. So if I could say I went to my first show 20 years ago this year, mm-hmm. and that was in Manchester. And I'll admit, even though we listen to his music all the time, I couldn't have picked Bruce out of a lineup. <laughs> like, my mum says she'll always remember me turning to her and going, so which one's Bruce? And she's oh, like, oh, that- that is, that is a lo- that is a wonderful story. <laughs> I mean, well, you like, did... I loved him, but I was just like, I didn't yeah. know what he is. Like, I'd never really seen him before, only on like album covers and stuff. But I'd never, I w- didn't know which one. He, like, he could have been Clarence for all I know. Like, <laughs> didn't know the difference. But then we went about two weeks later mm-hmm. to Birmingham. And I remember sitting and studying every single album, song, everything for two weeks solid mm-hmm. and knew every word at the next show because I was just so blown away by how amazing it was. Yeah. Like, um, Six year old me was just like, this is it. This is, this is life now. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you when you went to that, uh, your first show? I was, ju- I was six, about six and a half. Yeah. So it was May, 1999. It's the first time I went. What were your thoughts? I mean, you had heard all this music, but you know, at six, just how did you feel, um, you know, being there in live and hearing the songs? Yeah, it was literally like, 
I think when you're that young and you listen to music, you don't think about what's going on while you're listening to it. So I remember being kind of blown away by how many people were on stage. Because mm-hmm. it's a big band, really. Like, a lot of a lot of the things that you saw on TV were like pop groups and stuff who maybe even didn't have a band. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to see a saxophone player and keyboard player and piano player and things like that that when I did watch music on TV, I probably wouldn't have seen. And I had a lot a lot of respect for them. Like, they sounded just like the CD that I used to listen to. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you couldn't, you couldn't tell the difference. They were so good. Like, it could have been a recording for all I knew when I was that young. So, and they played Jungle Land. Oh, very nice. Which, yeah. you know, for your first show, you can't really ask for much more than Jungle Land. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 kind of interesting that um, it, I, I we always make the joke that um, the during the Wrecking Ball tour, you know, they had that huge band where they had the horn section and the um, you know the backup singers, and you know we yeah. kind of call it you know. Um, I've said it's the um, it's the um, E Street Orchestra. I've had other people call it um, the you know E Street on steroids. Um, <laughs> but then when you think about just the normal, you know, just regular E Street band, it's a lot of people on stage. It's a lot of people, yeah. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and it. it I think that's interesting because, you know, obviously in Bruce's mind when he writes it, he sees that, um, you know, he sees this, you know, big sound, you know, a piano and an organ, you know, um, yeah. you know, the saxophone, the different guitars. So very, very cool. Um, so I always like to stress that. Um, the amount of times you've seen him um, is not, um, you know, a fair barometer of what kind of fan you are. But just for the record, how many um, times have you seen him? I've seen him 30 now. Okay. Yeah, th- 30, 31. I think it's 30, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Very cool. Did – um. So, what? Uh, how? What's the furthest you've gone to uh, see him? Um, we've been to America, so we've been to see him in Philadelphia. Um, we've been to New Jersey, Madison Square Garden, Atlanta. So yeah, that'll be the furthest. Then the rest of the times it's been in and around Europe. Mm-hmm. He doesn't come to the UK much, so if you want to get your fix, you've got to travel sometimes (laughs) did um uh when you say we um who's going with you we'd always go as a family when i was younger so me my mum, my dad and my brother would all travel together and then the last couple of years my dad and my brother have gone to some shows together me and my mum have gone to some shows together and then i took my husband to his first show on the last tour what what did he think now first off I, I take it he wasn't a big fan beforehand, or 
he wasn't wasn't so he he liked Bruce on our first date he wore a born to run t-shirt so he got bonus points for wearing that absolutely (laughs) so did he know beforehand you were a fan or the yeah okay way (laughs) to suck up way to suck up i'm I'm giving him bonus points right away points for that yeah exactly um so i said like you you need to come to a show like we'd been to see like tribute acts and stuff and i was like no i'm gonna i'm gonna take you to a brew show he was like yeah okay right whatever and i think he thought because we do the whole pick you mm-hmm. and stuff like that, he was a bit like, oh, this is intense. Like, do I really need this? So we went to Dublin. The weather was absolutely beautiful. Like, couldn't have asked for a nicer day. We spent, like, two days sat in the car park at Croke Park. He got a camping chair. He got loads of, like, deli meats and food and stuff like that. Sat in the sun, and he was like, this is the best vacation I've ever had in my life. <laughs> And he was like, even before the show, like, this is just the best. Like, it's so good. So I was like, now you see why I do it. Like, Now, were, then, you, were you guys already married? Yes. Yeah, okay. we've been married for just over a year um, at that point. But I'm sure that helped cement. I know you were still in the honeymoon <laughs> phase. But like, okay, you know, you, I think I may keep you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you'll, you'll do for now. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he got solo incident on the piano for his first ever song oh nice yeah like when he when bruce came on by himself i turned to him i was like this is this is going to be something special like you are in for the best show for your first ever experience i was like i can't believe this is the first song you've heard like you don't know how lucky you are like it's your first it's your first gig (laughs) but he loved it he just said he was exhausted afterwards (laughs) that uh um, did his, I often say there's two kinds of people that people go to their first Bruce Springsteen show and go, wow, that was a long show. And then others <laughs> go, oh my goodness, I want to sell everything I own and go to every show I could ever go to. Um, is he somewhere in between or did he? Yeah, I think he's in between. Like he really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I don't think he'd go to multiple shows on a tour mm-hmm. i think he'd maybe go once or twice with me but probably wouldn't travel so far to go and see him yeah or anything unless unless we were doing other things mm-hmm. as well like we made it into a bit of a holiday so um i i've told the story many times but back in 2012 um my wife and i were wanting to do a um, vacation together. We had we had been married um, at that time, uh, probably about 23, 24 years, and it had been years since we'd gone on a vacation, just the two of us. You know, we either had brought um, our son when he was younger, or we'd go with another couple, and we really just wanted to get away together. And so we ended up taking like a 10-day trip coming here from Dallas, Texas, drove up to Kentucky, went to the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, part of it, then up to Cleveland, did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, saw a Bruce show, came back, finished the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, and then back to Dallas. And um, so, and 
a couple of people said that's the perfect vacation. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and so kind of, I guess, like what she would want to do if Bruce was playing in Scotland, right? She would want to tour some of the Scott Scott distilleries, see Bruce, and you know, it would be, you know. Uh, we called it our Bruce and Bourbon tour, so we could call it, you know, <laughs> our Scotch and Springsteen tour if we ever get over there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. And um, well, that's good. Um, so, is there any songs that have a special meaning to you and your family? Well, for me and my husband, I'd have to say "Save My Love." Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we had he didn't get much say in it but we had um a bruce tribute band play at our wedding <laughs> yeah and i and i showed up in a pink cadillac and yeah there was a lot of like little touches like that oh i but, love that so um i also love how you kind of said well and and to be fair often a um a bride usually makes most of the decisions for a wedding. <laughs> but I love the way he very said he didn't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, we went to go and see them. They We were literally out with friends, walked into a bar in Sheffield. We were like, oh, there's a band setting up. I wonder what they're like. And they came on and we were like, oh, it's a, it's a Bruce tribute band. This is amazing. And as soon as we'd seen them, I was like, they have they have to play our wedding. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. And then I emailed them straight away. I'm like, play our wedding, please. And he was just like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. Like, we'll we'll have it. It's okay. Oh, that's that's great. But it was so, cool because they they emailed us and were like, so what songs do you want to hear? And we're like, we get to write our own Bruce set list. This is amazing. But <laughs> the singer did a little acoustic set before the full band came on, and we'd set up. We were gonna have our first dance to a Chuck Reagan song. Mm-hmm. And then it came to it and I was like, I don't want to dance in front of all these people. Like I feel so self-conscious. I don't want to do it. And he was like, yeah, same. I, I really don't want to. So we're like, we'll just scrap it. We don't need a first dance. It's okay. And then Steve, the singer with the band came on, did a, did his acoustic set, started Save My Love. And we just looked at each other. And we were like, this is it. This is the song. And so we just got up and had our little impromptu first dance. And then sat back down and watched the rest of his set. So, <laughs> Stephanie, I, I I am not exaggerating. I have a little bit of tears in my eyes. That is, I mean, that is beautiful. That 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 sounds like a you know a scene in a a romantic comedy. That's lovely. If you saw us dance, you probably wouldn't think that. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what is that old you know dance as if no one's watching. Um, yeah, like, yeah. So my son is getting married this summer um, oh. to a wonderful girl named Erica. And in fact, um, he was playing tougher than the rest when he asked her to marry him um, oh because they had she was not a big Springsteen fan and he was a casual fan till he went to a couple of shows with me. Yeah. And then um, and specifically we went. Um, my lovely bride gave us permission because um, we spent more money than we should. But we flew up to New York to see him at um, one of the MetLife um, shows 
you know, at the end of the second half of the oh, River I'm Tour. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, it was so amazing. It was. I watched them all on Periscope. Like. Yes, they, you know, they they opened with you know, um, New York Serenade with strings, and um, the night we got there, we got, um, uh, you know, Tom Morella sang a little bit. We we got, um, you know, Jack of All Trades with the strings. And so he was, you know, Chris became a huge fan. And I bought all three shows, you know, through the site. And and I don't normally get the CDs, but I did this time. And so I gave him the show that we had on CD. And he gave that to Erica. And that's all Erica listened to for a while. And <laughs> um, so and they just fell in love with tougher than the rest so um you know he's already trying to figure out you know how he can have someone play that you know during the reception for them so um, i i think that's great but the yeah i walked i walked down the aisle to um the seeger sessions version of if i should fall behind that is a beautiful version it's because i was like right it needs to be a good song. And I was going through Bruce songs and it sounds like a wedding march with, yeah. with the strings and stuff like that. And we sat there, we were like, this is, this is the one, this is it. And a lot of people didn't realize that it was Bruce at first. Right. And when I said to them like, Oh, and it was Bruce. That I walked down the aisle to, they were like, I didn't expect him to ever sound like that. Like, I think a lot of people I know, no born in the USA. Right. And think that he doesn't have this like soft, gentle side and stuff so well and yeah he, def- he definitely needs to fill in the rest of his wedding yeah and what's so cool stephanie is that version you know is you know that where they kind of do the waltz beginning dun, 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 yeah dun, is just perfect for a um a wedding march um that's what i thought when i heard it yeah, yeah i was like you know it, 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 we're not a traditional couple but i was like it has that kind of traditional element to it so yeah it's enough so that's very cool so the reason i mentioned my son's wedding is um my um my linda my wife and is just really concerned because she says i don't want to be i don't want to be the fat mom in the pictures and i keep saying okay do you realize 20 years from now the grandkids are not going to be saying, wow, look how fat grandma was. They're not, okay? <laughs> no, no. So I, and, um, she's not listening to me anyway, So, and I understand. But, uh, yeah, and so I think 20 years from now, no one's going to say, wow, do you remember Stephanie? She didn't dance very well. <laughs> They're just going to remember the joy in you. And Now, what's your husband's name? Greg. Greg. Yeah, just going to remember yeah. you and Greg's uh, joy. <laughs> So um, I, I've been saving this because um, there's a specific reason um, you're on the podcast. Uh, not that I didn't – I have not loved talking to you. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but um, I saw, I think, one of the best tweets I've ever seen from you <laughs> a couple weeks ago. And um, and I immediately replied to you saying, um, 
Well, go ahead. Do you remember the tweet? Because I have a it copy was, here if you don't. It was the one about my job interview. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where we sat down and she said, what is one of your greatest achievements? And I, without even pausing, said, oh, probably dancing on stage with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and, she just, and she just went silent and was like, what? I was like, oh, sorry, did you mean, like, professionally? Or... And she was like, no, I just meant... In she was like, no, let's talk about this. Like, what? <laughs> and so I told her the story, and she just laughed for ages and was like, I did not expect that answer at all. She was like, the stuff that I hear, that I've never heard that. She was like, I've been doing this for 15 years, and I have never heard that answer ever, so... <laughs> Well, I got the job. She remembered me. I got the job. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, well, yeah. first off, you could have said, that's how rare it is. That's why yeah. I'm so <laughs> proud. Um, and it, I just read that. And so um, you said, you know, the quote, the tweet was, I had an interview today. She asked me what my biggest achievement was. Apparently, being a dancing in the dark girl isn't the easier answer that's given. And I replied, but it will get you a spot on Set Lusting Bruce anytime. Um, and you were sweet enough to go back, yeah, I'd love to be on the show. Um, I did love a couple of days later you said, and I got the job. So um, <laughs> that is great. Um, I, of course, um, at my current job, um, the people had known me for a while and um, – and they didn't understand how big of a Springsteen fan I was till I casually mentioned, oh, I do a Springsteen podcast. What? And so <laughs> several of them, and especially our CEO, who's known me for over 10 years, said, like, what's the name of your podcast? And you know, I told him, and he said, what do you do? And I said, I talk to Springsteen fans all around the world. Wow, I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> so um, we were interviewing a uh, a guy – the company was interviewing a guy to be a salesperson. And, um, and so somehow or another he mentioned – again, you know, in my parts – in my spare time, I, I – you know, I, I like to go see Bruce Springsteen. I'm a big fan. And they all of a sudden said – the guy that runs our customer service center is a huge Springsteen fan. He goes, oh, I'd love to meet him. And so they came to tell me the story, and I go, why haven't we hired this guy yet? You know? And so uh, we've hired him. Funny or not, his name is Greg, too. So Greg and I talk via Teams, our little company I am, all the time, like, hey, did you see this? And we're always talking about it. <laughs> so um, – and then we – we acquired a company, you know, in an acquisition, and the president of the company, um, you know, through casual thing, he's a Springsteen fan. They're like, oh, you need to talk to Jesse. So I have become the Springsteen guy at my company, whether I meant to or not. So I guess you can be the Springsteen girl. <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely wasn't my last job. Like, I worked in a shopping center, and uh, – Whenever anyone came in in a Bruce T-shirt or anything like that, everyone would be like, Steph, you need to go and serve that person now. Like, we're not doing you, – you go and talk to them for a bit. And, like, in, like, a Gaslight Anthem T-shirt or anything, they were like, 
it's New Jersey stuff. You you go talk to them. <laughs> I was definitely the girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, it, obviously you had to be qualified for the job or else they wouldn't have offered it to you. But I do think being that that unique and spontaneous in the interview had to help because you stood out, right? Yeah, I think I gave us something to remember. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's good. And it also showed your, you know, you're passionate about something and you're excited. So that's that's just that's just super. Um So, um any other songs you want to mention uh besides Save My Love meaning a lot to you? Obviously, you okay. got to hear Jungle Land on your first show. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, me and my me and my maid of honor, we've been best friends for since we were like two years old, and we got the band to play Jungle Land at our wedding, and oh. the whole dance floor cleared apart from us two, and we had this moment of like fifteen minutes, just me and her, like screaming the words at each other. So it has a, a lot of meaning for me for that as well. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, dancing in the dark. Yeah. Obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> Do uh did someone take a video of you dancing? Um there's a couple on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you YouTube Bruce Springsteen Dance in the Dark Glasgow, it's it's on there, yeah. It's Glasgow? Glasgow, yeah. It was two thousand and thirteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will well, um I... I'll check that out in um, I should be able to find it. I'll add a link to the show notes. Um, very cool. All right. So hopefully he's going to tour again. We are ready for him to tour again. Um, Definitely. And so what are some songs you are chasing that now you've seen him 30 times, which is, you know, a lot. But what are songs that you go, um, I, I would, I, you still haven't got to hear? I know it's technically not his song, but I'm desperate to hear Jersey Girl. Yeah. Desperate to hear it. Especially, like I say, I, I stayed up and watched all of the MetLife shows mm-hmm. on Paris and just, like, sat and, like, sobbed during Jersey Girl with the fireworks and when, <sighs> when they proposed. Oh, my so God. So I was – that was the show <laughs> I was at. Oh, my God. I Yeah, I was literally sat on my sofa and, and with the t- – I will tell you, being there, I mean, chill bumps, I mean, just, and and, and tears, because it was so sincere. I mean, Bruce was just, you know, give her a little dance. And then when he changes the lyrics, you know, and says, will you marry me? I, I just, I got tears. It was just, so, Stephanie, I, I'm greedy. So yeah. at the end of every Springsteen show, I'm like, man, I just that was great, but I could have just gotten, could he have done one more, you know? And that was the first show ever. I said, nope. It was almost four hours. <laughs> it ended with Jersey Girl. It was perfect, you know. Was, I I had I, enough. Yeah. And now. The next day, I was ready for another show, but yeah. for that night, it <laughs> was, nice. yeah, this was everything I could have wanted. And not that he played every song I wanted to hear, but it was, you know, almost four hours. 
It was a beautiful show on that open night. And to end with that, it was like, okay, if you ask for more of this, you're just a greedy SOB. <laughs> so the last show I went to was the later Oslo show that he did. Okay. So, and I, that was the fourth show on that tour that I went to, and I hadn't seen the river, the river in full, because when yeah. he brought the tour, there, he wasn't, he wasn't doing it in full anymore. And that night, he did the river in full, and then finished solo acoustic this hard land. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and like cried and was like you know if if this is the last time i see him it was a good way to end <laughs> hopefully it yeah. won't be the last time i see him but i was quite content with again the same thing i was like he couldn't have come out and done another one after that like it was the perfect ending yeah um that's that's great um so anything else besides jersey girl um, do you know what I had to I had to go and look at set lists for shows that I'd been to because I kept mm -hmm. thinking like I'd love to hear this and then yeah I'd heard it when I was quite a bit younger so I think there's some right. that I'd like to hear again mm -hmm. to be able to remember seeing it if that makes sense and so do you, I, have you gone to my boss time yeah that's why I was on I was okay. like looking for my it is um you know <laughs> Eco has been on the show and I have told him all the time this is such a great thing he's done for us fans oh it's you know, amazing it is just amazing and i one of my best friends is a is a huge dylan fan and he's like oh i wish someone would do this for uh dylan because he's seen dylan you know it may be close to 100 and you know he says i would love that just to have those statistics so um so anyway didn't mean to interrupt you <laughs> so yeah, so there's some that like from small things I'd love to see that again. Mm -hmm. I saw that that was a few years ago in Cardiff. They opened with it, and yeah. I and I don't remember it like <laughs> it was so long ago. Um, I'd love to see for you. Mm -hmm. That's one of my friends' favorite songs. So every time it comes on, like when I'm doing something, I've got music on, it comes on. It always reminds me of her. So I'd love I'd love to see that live. Yeah. Um, I always, um, like one of my things, um, during the rise, my very first show, uh, was on the rising tour and he did Mary's place and yeah. that's the only time I've seen it. And now then I, you know, I, I had not listened to the rising as much as I have now. And, you know, that's one of those, Ooh, I'd love to hear that. Uh, you know, and so technically I've heard it, but I, like you, you know, I, I it I want to hear it again. You know, same thing. Yeah. Um, girls in their summer clothes. I've heard it once, but I would I love, love to hear it again. So absolutely. All right. So I I am so impressed. Um, you told me uh, we were talking via Twitter that you and Greg were discussing the Mary questions. So yeah. for those of you who are not aware, this is your first podcast first episode listening to us jay armstrong is a honors english teacher from the east coast and he teaches senior senior um literature in english and he always has a um he does a session in with his students where they take thunder road and treat it as a poem 
They go, they compare it to Robert Frost, The Roadless Traveled. They discuss all the imagery, the different themes of the poem. And then at the very end, he asks his students, does Mary get in the car? So, Stephanie, that's your question. Of course she does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I've never ever once, even before hearing the question, in my head she always got in the car. But I think it's such like an uplifting ending. Like in my head, they're driving, like like the end of Greece, like they're driving yes. off into the sunset. You wouldn't have that massive epic ending, I don't think, if she didn't get in the car. Okay. That's the way it. When I asked Greg, Greg said to me, it's 1975, Bruce Steph. Look at him. Of course she got in the car. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that, to be fair, that's what I was thinking as well. Like, if Bruce Springsteen says to you, are you coming with me? You're going with him. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, like I never, until I heard the question, it never even came into my mind that she didn't. I don't know why. I think it's because the whole song is building up to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I, th- I think she did. Good. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Um. No, I don't think so. I just wanted to say, like, I love the little Bruce community on Twitter and the fact that, like, say you're in you're in Dallas, I'm in Sheffield, and something's brought everyone together to talk to each other. I love it. I don't think there's any fans out there like Bruce fans. I, of course, I'm biased. Um, because, you know, I do do a Springsteen podcast, but I agree. Um, I think that, and, and it's amazing, uh, you know, I'm always grateful that people from around the country and around the world will say, well, yeah, Jesse, I'll join you and talk about Bruce. And, and it's just, it's just so lovely the amount of fandom and passion and love we have for the music um, and the community. So thank you so much for joining me. If someone wants to reach you, speaking of Twitter, do you want to share your Twitter handle? Yeah, so I have two, but the one that's more Bruce-related is Veal Bag Set Lists. Okay. Which I had to create. I stayed up and watched all of the River Tour on Periscope which made for some very tired mornings. <laughs> all, all my work friends, I was tweeting about them. Kind of not, I think just because I was the only one awake. Mm-hmm. So you need someone to talk to about it. So I was tweeting about it. And after a few days, all my friends were like, I'm getting real sick of waking up and just seeing all your tweets about Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, Come on, you never sleep. Right? So yeah, that's my Bruce, my new Bruce Twitter. Perfect. Make my Good. friends happy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Stephanie, hang tight while I do a little business. If you want to be like Stephanie and join me to share your Springsteen story, we'd love to have you. It is my goal to get as many Springsteen fans in the world their story documented. It's easy. You can reach out to me by email, setlessingbruce at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter. The show is at setlessingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. Just reach out to me. Let me know. We can make this happen. It would be wonderful if you could go to iTunes to rate and review the show. It truly is how we find new listeners. It's very satisfying 
when I got a couple of tweets this week from someone saying, hey, I'm going back and listening to the old shows and I'm having a blast. So thank you for that. Um, Stephanie, you were a joy to talk to. I, I just oh, thank you, you, thank you. <laughs> a great storyteller and lovely. And I wish you and Greg the best. I, I just think this is great. We're going to end with there's a prayer coming through the air and it's shot straight through my heart, tearing open the evening sky and tearing me apart. Now I'll ride that signal down the line till I'm home again with you. So turn up your radio and I'll save my love for you. Perfect. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.